There's something about Christmas Eve services. I've always found this, even growing up. There's something about Christmas Eve services that just feel kind of cozy, isn't it? The lights are kind of dim. You're with family. It's late at night. Christmas is the next day. I've always just felt like it's kind of a cozy environment. Uh, like, you know that feeling like when, you're, when you snuggle up on the couch with, uh, with a hot chocolate and you watch a Hallmark movie? That's not the feeling I'm talking about. Hallmark is terrible, so <laughs> not the feeling. <laughs> I'm sorry, Julie. I'm sorry. And anyone else? I'm sorry, anyone else who likes Hallmark. No, I've always felt Christmas Eve services are cozy. It feels like a family environment, and that's exactly what, what the church is. We are a family and I hope that you feel that tonight as we, as we gather together. So for those of you who are new or haven't been with us for a while, we welcome you. Um, tonight we want to give all of our attention, all of our focus, all of our love to Jesus. He's what tonight is all about. He's what this season is all about. So let's just spend a, mi a minute in prayer. Father, we thank you for sending your son. Lord, we thank you for just how beautiful he is and, and his example to us of what it truly means to be great. Lord, I pray that we would start to see that more clearly and start to see the world through your eyes. Lord, that we wouldn't see greatness in the way that the world sees it, but that we would see humility, we would see gentleness, patience, uh, all of these things as characteristics of greatness. And Lord, we, we praise you. We praise you for sending Jesus, and we thank you for, uh, we thank you for him. And, and uh, we just want to worship you tonight, and we ask that uh, you'd humble our hearts this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. So I've titled my message this, mo this morning. I'm so used to preaching on Sunday mornings. I've, I've titled my message this evening, The Weary World Rejoices. The weary world rejoices. Anyone feeling weary these days? Come on, be honest. Be honest. The last month or so, I, I hit the wall. I hit the COVID wall. I'm weary. I'm feeling weary. I just want things to go back to normal. I want to give people hugs. I want to have a big church potluck. Anyone else with me? Big church meal. Uh, these have been some tough years. These have been tough years. I've sensed a collective weariness in, in a lot of my conversations with people. Uh, people are just tired. Some people are even hopeless. But tonight, I don't want to talk about that stuff. Tonight, I want to shift our focus to Jesus. Jesus is our peace. He is our hope. He is beyond our present circumstances. Amen? Jesus is beyond all of this. He is the source of our joy and our peace. So let's fix our eyes on him. Let's, let's stop looking at the world, uh, all the things that are happening, and let's fix our eyes on Jesus. So I'm going to invite my wife to come and read this passage here. And we're going to continue on the story as we've, we've been reading this evening. So she's going to read Luke 2, verse 8 to 16. You can do it into that mic there if you want. Luke 2, verse 8 to 16. Okay. Nice and close. And John was here as breath stinks. So. 
Okay. <laughs> and there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Thank you. Thanks for reading that, Julie. As we read that, does that sound so familiar to you? I know I've read, we read it every year and it just feels like a, like a rhyme or like a, like a song. It's just so familiar in my mind. I find it's very easy to Christmasize this story. Is that a word? Christmasize? To sentimentalize it. Uh, it's easy to read this and think, yeah, this is a cute story. We got the shepherds. We got the, there's no room in the inn. We got the, the uh, Jesus was born in a, in a manger. And then Santa comes along and brings presents. And, and then the drummer boy comes and starts drumming. Oh, there he is with his buck teeth. It's easy to Christmasize this story and make it so sentimental. Um, but let's, let's try to shy away from that tonight, because this was an actual event that happened. This was an actual historical event that happened, and it has real implications for us today. So just a brief history. I'm sure many of you know this, but just a brief history of what's happening here in this moment in history. So as Jesus is born, the Jewish people were waiting for a king to come and reestablish their nation. Around 500 years before Jesus' birth, uh, God allowed them to go into exile and to be conquered and taken into exile uh, because they had been consistently disobedient to God. And while Israelites were in exile, a number of prophets kept coming up and saying, God is going to send the Messiah. He's going to send a leader who's going to lead our people out of exile. He's going to establish his kingdom. And so for 500 years, the Jews had been waiting for that promise to be fulfilled. Just think about how long 500 years is. That's a long, that's a long time. I'm trying to think of what happened 500 years ago. I'm, I'm not a good history person, but uh, that's a very long time. And so they were waiting for God to, to come and bring them comfort once again. If you remember back in the story John was just reading about Simeon, it says there that uh, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. That word consolation in the Greek really just means comfort. He was waiting for the comfort of Israel. So for us, we may miss what he's referencing here 
But for, for a Jew, if a Jew read that passage, they would instantly know that he's talking about Isaiah 40, a prophecy in the Old Testament. They would instantly know the comfort of Israel. Okay, that's Isaiah 40. That's, that's a prophet speaking about when the Messiah is going to come. So let's read just a little bit of Isaiah 40. In Isaiah 40, he says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that, all, that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And then skip ahead to verse 10 here. See the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers his lambs in his arms and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. And then it goes on later to say this verse that we often quote, he gives strength, strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not be faint. So here the prophet's talking about the future Messiah who is going to come, the future king. And he's saying, God, Israel, God is going to comfort you once again. And not just Israel, all of the world. So finally, after 500 years, the Messiah has come. The king, the king is here. I feel like in some ways today, we're kind of in that time of waiting, aren't we? We're kind of waiting to be comforted. Like I said before, I, I, I've had moments where I'm just so tired from our situation right now. We're waiting until our circumstances get right uh, so that we can say, now we have peace, now we have comfort. But I want to tell you tonight that our peace and our comforter has already come. He was born in a manger. Jesus is now willing to carry you like a shepherd carries his sheep. He's willing to do that now. He is now willing to grant peace to those on whom his favor rests, those who he's pleased with. He is now willing to comfort you if you draw near to him. We don't have to wait till everything works out. We don't have to wait till COVID's over and all this stuff blows over. We can have peace from Christ right now. In fact, Jesus, Jesus says, uh, in this world, you will have trouble. You will. You're going to have trouble in this world. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. So he is the source of our peace and our comfort and our joy. So I want us to, to meditate on that tonight and remember that tonight. The second thing I want us to remember is that, or I want us to see about Jesus, was his, his example of God's love and God's humility. Not only does he bring God's peace, but, but just consider how he came. He came as a baby. Now, I'm a parent of three young girls, and the first thought that comes to my mind was, uh, Jesus had his diaper changed. <laughs> he, came, he had his diaper changed. I wonder if he kept, his, kept Mary up at night, uh, crying all night. I don't know. He, he came as a baby. 
and that's vulnerable that is humble uh, yeah I'm so curious but maybe one day I'll find out so this God this God who sent his people into exile who has the power to do to create the world he came as a child he came in humility his life was marked by humility um, if you remember Jesus's life what did he do he he came and he washed people's feet he lingered with the poor and spent time with the sick with prostitutes with people who didn't have it all together I wonder sometimes are we spending our time doing the same things are we do we have the same kind of view that Christ does that that we look at the world and see someone based on their humility rather than based on what they can do for us or based on their status God longs to be with people who have humble hearts and we we should too so those were the people God was pleased with those were the people he spent time with uh, the humble the quiet the peacemakers the poor uh, our God loves people with that kind of heart and as we saw in Jesus Jesus has that kind of heart God has that kind of heart so isn't that a God worth serving isn't that so different than how we think of the world and how we think of of our desires and our pursuits God loves us he is a servant he came as a servant I want to read a poem from GK Chesterton I've always loved this poem I always post it on my Facebook every year it's just my favorite Christmas poem and I, I changed some of the words a little bit just to make it make more sense because this was written a long time ago so I'm gonna read it slowly just pay attention to the words here there went a mother driven forth out of an inn to Rome in the place where she was homeless all men are at home in the quiet stable where she lay built of timber straw and clay behold a child who would show the way to all who had wandered afar for men are homesick in their homes and strangers under the sun and they lay their heads in a foreign land whenever the day is done here we have peace and war truth and lies beauty joy and high surprise but our homes are under the miraculous skies where this old story began a child in a stable where sheep feed and roam only where he was homeless are you and I at home we have hands that work and heads that know but our hearts we lost how long ago in a place no map nor book can show under the sky's dome this world is wild as an old wives tale and strange the plain things are we dream with minds of childlike wonder of things that are from afar we thirst for water from heavenly springs for peace that is found in impossible things where shepherd boys and royal kings worship beneath a bright star to a stable in the evening home shall men come to an older place than Eden and a taller town than Rome to the end of the way of the wandering star to the things that cannot be and that are to the place where God was homeless and all men are at home isn't that a cool poem I love that 
I love that. The place where God was homeless, that is where we are at home, in that stable, in that manger. The all-powerful God is humble. And the all-powerful God loves you more than anyone could love you on this earth. This is the God who will carry you in his arms like a shepherd carries his sheep. He'll comfort you. And if you come to him and say, Lord, I'm your servant, just as Mary said when God came to her, she said, I am the Lord's servant. Um, if we come to the Lord and say, Father, I am your servant, uh, that's all that God requires of us is to just humble ourselves before him. So if you're feeling weary this evening, if this has been a crazy Christmas holiday for you like it's been for me, or if you feel like you haven't given all of yourself to Christ, every part of your life to Christ, I just want you to bow your heads this morning and to pray, pray this prayer with me. Father, we thank you for the example you showed us, Lord. Lord, our hearts are, are tired at times. For many of us, many of us are in situations that feel quite hopeless. And, and Lord, we know that you are our peace. We know that you are our hope. Father, let this Christmas time, let this story about Christ not just be a story in our minds, but let us come to experience you in new ways. Lord, let us experience your presence in new ways. I pray that for anyone tonight who is experiencing a weariness, Lord, or uh, experiencing any situation that feels hopeless, Lord, I pray that your peace would, would guard their hearts and minds. I pray that, that your peace would surpass, that surpasses all understanding, would guard their minds and would guard all of our minds during this season. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you that you are so present and so faithful among us. And Lord, we thank you that your love is is not mushy and it's not sentimental, but it's powerful. It's powerful. So we, I just want to worship you, Father. I worship you, Jesus, for who you are, the things you did, the things you've done in my life and in all of our lives. Lord, we bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen.